Hey, this is John Legadakis, and I want to thank you for joining me on this podcast. This podcast is a live recording of a conference call that I do each week with other internet marketers where we talk about how we can market our products and services better, get more traffic, and make more sales. I hope you get a lot out of today's recording. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the podcast. It's great to have you here. I've got a special guest today. We're privileged to have with us Steve Fazakali. So welcome to the podcast, Steve. Thank you, John. It's great to be with you. We've got Steve on because he's recently, uh, just earlier this year, sold his business. And so he he was able to start, build up, and sell a successful business. I thought you know, it would be great to have him here with us to share his experience with us and his expertise. And I've known Steve for many years now. He's a great guy. And so I'm really looking forward to this uh, interview that we're going to have with him and learn from him. So let me give you a bit of a background about Steve. Steve started off as a sales agent in 2007, selling inbound numbers to companies. Before he started FYI Telco, a telecommunications company specializing in the inbound numbers market in June 2010. Steve learned a lot about starting a new business and everything that goes along with it. And as I mentioned before, earlier this year, he was approached to, um, or he did sell his shares in the company and he made that decision to to go and do that. Steve now is wanting to work with Australia's bigger corporate businesses. He's got a new startup company, Telecom Corporate. He sees the issues facing larger corporate accounts is that they're so busy and they don't really know if they're getting the best deal available. And in the in the market today, very few, if any of the telco providers, advertise their best corporate rates for high volume customers. You have to call them and ask them what their best rates are. And this is sneaky and people don't have the time for that. So Steve says, visit our telecom corporate business website, which is telecomcorp.com.au, and you'll be able to see our competitive rates and he takes care of the whole transfer process. And basically their motto is to make things dead easy, which is what people want. So I'm sure he'll be very successful at that. So Steve, let me start off by asking you, so you recently sold your business. Tell us a bit more about that business and how long ago you started it? Yeah, John, it was um, a telecommunications business specializing in the inbound numbers here in Australia. So many of your listeners sort of locally would probably know the numbers as 13300 and 1800 numbers. And like you said in the introduction there, the name of the business was FYI Telco. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great. And when you started that business, Steve, what did you think would become of it? That's a really good question, John. To tell you the truth, I kind of felt good about it. You know, that gut feeling you get when you've got a good business partner who comes into the industry with experience. I had experience. So together, John, we were fairly confident that we'd make a good fist of it, really, to tell you the truth. Yeah. And so your business, it grew as you planned it would? And if it didn't, if it didn't, what happened? It pretty much went to plan, thank goodness. And we, we look, we did have a business plan and we had projected figures that gave us some good direction. Our marketing plan was also fairly solid. But like most things, there were a few curveballs that were thrown at us. For example, when the government decided to weigh us down with red tape. But yeah, I guess you've got to expect those curveballs in business. And we certainly got our fair share during our time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And I, think, and I know we talked about this off air that the one of the great 
business decisions you made, the benefits you had was you had a partnership where you had a partner that had experience in the industry. And I think that's uh, something very important for people to understand that if you can, if you can partner up with someone that has experience and where you complement each other, because I know you brought a lot of your own skills and value to the table as well, but having that experience in the industry certainly helped out. How did you grow the business? What did you do to make it successful? We used the power of social media a lot to connect to our target audience. So we sort of understood who our customers were. We, as part of our business plan, we sort of determined who the fish that we were going to go and fish after. So we connected with our target audience via social media. Like I said, just to make sure that we were fishing where our fish were, John. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Very, very important. And what important lessons did you go is learn yourself as you built up this business, Steve? Well, I've got to tell you, I was never fan, a fan of maths at school, but I learned quickly to have a basic understanding of a financial statement, a profit and loss report, and also margins. I always enjoyed the customer relationship aspects of business, so that was never a problem for me. And I always wanted to be an entrepreneur ever since I was a young bloke. So it was something that always interests me. And I had family members who had their own businesses. And I thought, God, I'd, I'd love to do that one day own my own business. Mm. Yeah, great. Right. So for yourself, what major mistakes did you make, especially when you're first starting out? Things that you'd like to warn other entrepreneurs about, people that are looking to start or have started their own business? Can I just start off? by saying that you can limit your mistakes by seeking support and help. And like we said before, you know, by finding a potential partner, if possible, who's, who's already been there and done that and is looking for a new project. It's amazing how many successful entrepreneurs are out there that they want to do something, they want to be a mentor to somebody, they want to help somebody. In my networking, when I get around, I meet up with a lot of these people who are willing to put their money into somebody who... They can mentor and coach as somebody who's humble enough to listen to their advice. Look, straight away there, a lot of the mistakes will you'll be able to avoid because mm-hmm. of their experiences. They've already made the mistakes, John. I'm a big believer in, look, if you find somebody successful, ask them every, how, how they do it. Ask them the pitfalls. And more than likely, they're willing to share with you some of those pitfalls. Well, so I guess some of the pitfalls that we had is to go along with government tape, Red tape. We, we weren't ready for some of the things that the government were going to impose on our industry. So we really had to put our heads together and figure out how we were overcome those challenges. Mm, yeah. And that's, that's great advice. I really appreciate you sharing that because I think uh, I've also noticed that that is so true what you said about successful people that have been successful in business. Uh, they're happy to, they they want to help other people to be successful. So that's a great opportunity they for, do. for yeah. up and coming entrepreneurs because you not only got that mentorship, but even financially they might be able to support you as well, you know, if you're the right type of person. Now, I'm assuming when you started your business, well, I know that you've mentioned to, to me personally that when you started out, Steve, it was just you, your wife, and a spare bedroom. <laughs> All right, so... <laughs> So tell us about the, how your business grew and, and when you was new was the right time to start hiring staff. Yeah, when the business became too much for me and my wife to handle, then we realised it was time to get some help, John. Like you said, we started FYI Chilco from our spare bedroom, just me and Catherine, my wife. she done all the admin and I took 
care of all the phone calls. Once the business outgrew the spare room, we then moved into the garage. Once the business outgrew the garage, we then hired a small office space and we took on our first staff member. Those were really scary days, I remember, but, but they mm-hmm. were great days. Mm. Felt like you, you were making progress when we took on our first staff member. Mm. Yeah. And I think one of the, the scary things about hiring a staff member, I know when I first hired my first virtual assistant, it was, it, it was a big step for me because a few reasons. There was the cost. But also being able to let go of something that you know you, you've grown, you, you you've watched grow, and you put a lot of time and effort to, and you know you, you've got it down to an art, and being able to give that to someone else, it can be very tough. But it is an you know a necessary step in growing your business, and I think a great thing you had going for you in your business, Steve, was that you, you had a business that was built on recurring billing. So you had a pretty firm idea of how much money was coming into the business, what your expenses were. So that is a definite benefit, I think. And maybe you might want to talk about that, but especially for those listening, if you can incorporate recurring billing somehow into your business, whether it's weekly, monthly, yearly, whatever is relevant for your business, that will go a big way to helping you to grow your business and to begin to really build it up by hiring staff. Yeah, recurring billing is definitely a must in a business, I believe. If you really want to be successful, you can't always be chasing the sale. If you can get a customer and rebill them and rebill them and rebill them and rebill them, that's the perfect business model, really. And you are right. We did have a bit of an idea of the income that we were receiving when we received our first staff member. I don't know how other businesses do it who don't have a recurring income you know, and their business fluctuates up and down. It must be a really stressful time. I always recommend if you're going to start a business, find something that's going to give you a recurring billing and potentially passive income if you can. Mm, yeah, definitely. Now, what would you, advice there would you give to entrepreneurs who, uh, when it comes to hiring and managing staff? I reckon one word for me, and that's fit. They have to fit in your business. and Because we were too small to hire cra- crazy people. I couldn't really afford to hire crazy So our first staff member was by word of mouth, actually. All our staff members have come through the referral system, and they have been great. They've been fantastic. Mm -hmm. So if you are looking for staff members, and you can, word of mouth or referrals would be Mm -hmm. the best way to go, I reckon. Mm -hmm. And this is something I know we've talked about previously, is that for you, skills come second to uh, fit into the business, i.e. attitude and personality. Mm -hmm. Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, Steve? absolutely. You can teach anybody anything. Most people can learn most things, but personality and, and attitude is not something that you can necessarily teach a person, mm-hmm. which is why the referral system, again, when I was asking for a particular person to come work for us, I was telling my friends, oh, I want somebody who's teachable, somebody mm-hmm. who's honest, somebody who is willing to take instruction, mm-hmm. and that was important to me. So when I was asking some of my friends who they knew, they gave me a few referrals of people. Oh, this person or this person. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, great. Now, when you began your business, did you have the intention of selling it? Not at the very beginning. It was something that came to mind only when somebody made me an offer for my shares. I didn't really think along that line of selling it. I just thought I'd keep it and keep it and keep it. Yeah. Mm. And and when did you decide it was time to sell your business and why? Well, first of all, it was, it was good timing for me to sell the business because I noticed that there was a gap in the market for your bigger corporate customers, like you explained in your opening introductions, that I thought that they were being ripped off. 
and mm. are being ripped off. Mm. And it was really a market I thought with my expertise and experience I, I could be successful in. Mm. And that's how my new venture has come about. Telecom Corporate is here to serve the bigger customers. And uh, we've narrowed our customers down to companies with inbound numbers of staff of more than 50 employees. They are the people that we want to sit in front of and talk to them about their inbound services. We've even gone as far as sort of narrowing it down to who in the company we want to sit in front of. So Mm. really excited about the future and in particular about telecom corporate coming into the marketplace. Mm. And this is something, again, we talked about before, and and that is that when you started out with FYI Telco, it actually it wasn't something you originally started your business on. You, you originally on with messages on hold, but you you needed a one three hundred number for that business, and you realised, hey, this is tough. Like I, I can't get, I can't easily get a one three hundred number, and so and from that experience, you realised, hey, there's there's an opportunity here. I don't know if you want to talk about that because I think that's fantastic. Yeah, I needed a a 1300 number for my messages on hold business and so I went to Telstra and I just got knocked around the whole countryside I think and I tried a couple of times to get a, a 1300 number through them but to no avail I couldn't mm. find uh, I tried a few other suppliers and once again couldn't they were either too expensive or you had to jump through uh, hoops to try to get a number so I sort of identified a couple of problems there was that 1300 numbers were too expensive and the other one was just the ease of sign up. Mm, yeah. And so again, so you saw an opportunity there for, hey, here's a possible business. You did your research. And so FYI Telco was born. It's been a very successful business for you. And so now you've, you've seen another opportunity here uh, with a corporate space. And I'm sure, you know, you're going to do very well. And of course, we wish you, wish you uh, all the very best with that one. Again, I think that's a great lesson for all of us out there where you see an opportunity or well, opportunities are available all the time if you see that there's a need in the market it is a bit gutsy you know making that decision to go into a space where there is not a lot of competition uh, because there is a need but it can be very rewarding as it has been for Steve so Steve how did you evaluate how much your business was worth when it was time to sell I had professionals research that for me but I'd done a lot of my own due diligence on my own and that's how I sort of evaluated what the business was worth ultimately. Mm-hmm. And what advice, finally, Steve, would you give to entrepreneurs that want to or have start their own business or have just started their own business? Find a mentor, preferably one who's been successful in the same type of business you wish to enter. Mm-hmm. That that would be the thing I would. If you if you want to be an accountant, if you want to start an accountancy practice, go and work for an accountant learn everything about how they do business, learn everything about how they run a business. If you want to be, it's whatever, you know, if you want to be a great internet marketer, find a mentor who's a great internet marketer and follow everything that they say and everything that they do. And if they've been successful, well, you have to be successful if you do everything, obviously, that they do it. Yeah, great, great, thanks. And any final thoughts, Steve? Well, as I said, Earlier, Telecom Corporate is my next venture, and the reason I tell you this is because I'm staying in the same industry. I built FYI Telco on. Uh, I kind of know the players. I know the market environment. And that's really important because as I have expertise in the inbound numbers sector in Australia, so like Stephen Covey says in his book, Seven Habits of Highly Successful People, 
stay in your circle of expertise. I'd be hopeless at starting an accounting business tomorrow, John. Mm-hmm. So that would be my final thoughts, really. Yeah. And uh, once you've found your mentor, just believe in yourself and just go for it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't great. let anything stop you. But stop you. Yeah, great advice. And and I, I, t- I say a lot of th- it's the same thing to my students as well when they come to me and they say, hey, I want to start an online business. What should I go into? And I, I the first thing I ask them, what is it that you know? What what have yeah. you... What is your expertise? What are your interests? What are your passions? And I tell them, you know, you build it on that because really you can turn anything that you have expertise on or knowledge about or passion on, you can turn that into a profitable business. Well, look, really, again, really appreciate you having you here, Steve, and and sharing those very valuable insights. So if you want to connect with Steve or find out more about him, there's a link on the blog to Steve's LinkedIn profile. You can connect with him th- him there on LinkedIn. Again, we wish you all the very best, Steve, and thanks for, for coming along today. Thanks for having me, John. A transcript summary of today's podcast, including links to sites mentioned, is available on my blog at johnlagodakis.com. That's J-O-H-N-L-A-G-O-U-D-A-K-I-S.com. And if you'd like help, setting up your own successful internet marketing business. I highly recommend you check out my free webinar at makemoneywithjohn.com. Thank you for joining us on this audio program. For more online success strategies, visit makemoneywithjohn.com.